Welcome to Pushing the Limits, the show that helps you reach your full potential with your host, Lisa Tarmati, brought to you by lisatarmati.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back this week. I hope you are doing all fine in your bubbles wherever you are in the world and staying safe. This week, I have a very interesting interview with a couple of very experienced ultramarathon runners, Guy and Krista Olderdice from Vermont in the USA, and they're going to share a few of their stories, and they are also writers and founders of the website bluecollarrunners.com, where they share everyday running stories with with uh, their audience. Now, they also write for Ultra Running Magazine and they've done the Vermont 100, a famous race in the United States, oh, I think seven, eight, nine times. And it's a really, really interesting interview uh, about what makes them tick and about why, you know, ultra marathoning isn't just for the super athletes of the world, but for everyday people. And I hope you enjoy the show. Um, before I hand you over to Krista and Guy, I just want to remind you my book, Relentless, is now available you can go to relentlessbook.lisatarmity.com. That's relentlessbook.lisatarmity.com to grab your copy. It's available right around the world. It's available on paperback, on audio, in Kindle, and Amazon. You name it, it's in that version. So check that out. I hope you enjoy the book if you do get it, and I would love a review if you've read it already. So without further ado, over to Krista and Guy older dice. Well, hi everyone. Lisa here at Pushing the Limits. Thank you once again for joining me on the show today. I've got a little treat for you. I've got some lovely, lovely, amazing runners with me all the way from USA. I've got Krista and Guy older ice. How are you guys doing? Doing great, Lisa. Good. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> you guys are sitting in Vermont. Um, many ultra runners will know about the Vermont 100, which is a really worldwide famous, you know, ultra mile, uh, ultra marathon in, in the States and you, it goes right past your doorstep guys. Right. Yeah. We're mile 80, 87 passes right by our driveway. Oh. So you were right, right in the course. <laughs> right, right where it gets tough. Well, it gets real tough. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. Um, so today, guys, uh, out there listening, I wanted to introduce you to Krista and Guy. Um, these are dear friends of my dear friend, Vin Fremularo, who's really our key man in our company at Running Hot Coaching, and he is in Connecticut, and he's introduced me to these lovely people. So they're going to share a little bit of their stories today um, around ultramarathon running, and um, Krista and Guy have a website, which is um, Blue Collar Runners. Um, so it's just bluecollarrunners.com, isn't it, guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, which is telling the stories from everyday runners. Is that right? Yeah. We're just spotlighting um, the everyday runner who just kind of inspires us. Um, people all over the U.S. we've spotlighted. So, yeah. It's, it's yeah. just an adventure. Pretty cool. So I want to dive into the background, and we, we've been talking before we we started recording, and I and I'm getting a bit of background, and um, we're going to have to repeat a lot of it, guys. So <laughs> we'll, sure. we'll, yeah. Now you two are married. You've been together since you're like high school sweethearts. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We had we had our first date in 1991. Wow, that's <laughs> so cool. And. Um, You've got two young boys, 15 and 17 years old, and um, you're a financial planner guy. And what do you do, Krista, for a, for a day-to-day job? Or are you at home or are you working? 
Yeah, I work for him. So kind of do the business side of it, the admin side, and then um, helping with the writing. All the hard stuff. <laughs> all the real stuff, is it? That's right. That seems to be like in my household. I do all the the, the public-facing stuff, and then behind me, Neil, Vin, and my husband, Hazley, are trying to pick up all the mess that I make. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And actually do the hard yards. So, um, so you guys are ultramarathon runners, and you've been doing this now for a decade. Now, are you super talented runners, or you know, how did you get into this? Uh, well, actually, Krista was much more accomplished. I mean, she was a she was a great cross country runner back in high school and and did real well. Um, I, on the other hand, was was not a gifted runner by any means. Uh, I played played basketball and did very short distances. And my twenties and into my mid thirties was was didn't run more than a couple miles over fifteen years. So yeah, no, not a gifted, no gifted background uh, for us at all. <laughs> <laughs> but Krista, you, you were you were, you had a bit of speed though, Krista. So you know, at, uh, yeah, I would say back in high school probably. <laughs> um, that's that's since gone away, and now it's run long. <laughs> yeah, but I, I was more of um, an endurance rider, so I did the hundred mile uh, and fifty mile races on horseback. Wow. Um, and I would see all these crazy ultra runners at the Vermont One Hundred when I was riding it back in the early two thousands. Just wondering, what the heck are they doing? Like, it, it, why would you do that? <laughs> does this run simultaneously, the, the horse race and the, the running race? Yes. It's like one of the only ones left that um, you were on the same course at the same wow. time with wow. the horse and the runners. So it's pretty wow. fascinating. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah. And so yeah. you have a huge background as an endurance um, horse rider. Um, but what sort of changed that for you? I know you, you, know, you had an event yeah, in 2015, I was um, badly kicked um, by a friend's horse, so it was um, a pretty bad shatter of my elbow, um, shattered in about 10 places. So I had three surgeries in about a year, um, and I just needed to take a break from that side of my life, and I was wondering, you know, what, what am I going to do? Like, I need that kind of physical push, um, and luckily, Guy was... Uh, uh, in the midst of, you know, doing his ultra stuff, I had kind of dabbled a little bit. I'd done a couple 50 Ks just more socially, um, honestly, just to kind of be in the community, but it was much happier on horseback. Um, but once that was kind of shifted, then running really became kind of my, I love how you say, I just did a couple of, 50 <laughs> they were not fast. I was just kind of getting around with friends. Um, and, and as far as, you know, our community, we have the Vermont 50 and the Vermont 100, like right in our backyard. So it was kind of a, what do you always call it? Like yeah, our, our town, we've always said this, this town's kind of an outlier. Yeah. Because we're, there's only about a thousand people in this town. And, but there's the per capita ultra runners are pretty crazy because it's, you know, it's right in our backyard, all these big, big events. Easy well, entry, you know, sort yeah, of thing. So yeah. it was kind of easy to get sucked in. <laughs> yeah. You, you sort of saw it happening and going past your doorstep literally every day. So you sort of um, yeah. get sucked into that world. And it's a beautiful part of America, isn't it? It's a beautiful place. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's quiet. It's a beautiful place to raise kids. Um, and I think in, in our oldest son, Justin's class, I would say out of the 20 parents, didn't we figure 
15 had done like the Vermont 50. Wow. So, I mean, it's pretty, pretty fascinating. Like I think everybody is outdoors a lot. It's yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you can, you can literally walk out, you know, you walk out of your back door and you're on dirt roads, trails, the Mount of Scutney is, is two, is a mile, is two miles away. So there's a playground right outside of our door that we, you know, so we're real lucky. You're very lucky. You were definitely very lucky. So, I mean, that, that's quite interesting when you say like so many of the parents that you, your kids went to school with are ultramarathon runners. Do you think, because a lot of people think that ultramarathon running is only for the elite and only for the super gifted and the super tough. Um, what, do, what do you say to that? What do you think about that? Uh, oh, yeah. We, we know from experience that nothing could be further from the truth. <laughs> the, the first year I ran, my first 100, I ran it with two friends that lived in town, uh, a guy named Fred and a guy named Jim and myself. The three of us were, I mean, we had no special skills. <laughs> we, had, we weren't great planners. And, and we all went out and, and tackled this 100-mile run, you know, despite people telling us we were crazy and family members, you know, no one could... Be, most people have never heard of it. You know, this, this wasn't even an event. So, but over the next few years, the three of us went out, we all, at one point, we all got to finish all of us. And so, and we just, it was just, what I learned is, I mean, 90% of this, I think is mental, you know, just that mental toughness. Yeah. So. And it's something that you've learned along the way, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know you said like in, back in 2011, when you guys sort of started or, you know, you got underway in it. You, you, you did have no idea. You were just like, you said you turned up in your Walmart uh, socks and, and. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, we had, we, our gear was, was, I ran, I was running in just like ASICs, ASIC road shoes. I had uh, socks from Walmart. I had no special foods. I mean, I hadn't done any research and, but we just went out there and, you know, went aid station to aid station and, we just, what we found over the years is we just, it really became about being outside and just, you know, seeing how far you could, you know, how far you could push yourself. And, and, and honestly, I think we, all of us pushed each other, you know, and it was just that social part of it was a big thing. I think I was starting to wind down and then Krista, you know, got into it. And then I kind of rejuvenated me because some of my friends were moving on and doing other things. And so when Krista came in 2015 and then we kind of just, you know, if it started doing more, <laughs> I know, like one more, one more race. <laughs> <laughs> it is the famous, just one more, just yes. one more. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, there's a lot of things always sound good on paper. You know, when you come yeah. up with these ideas on runs with friends, and, and you're like, what did I agree to? And, you know, I got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely know that problem when you you like you you're, you're reading something on a website and it's going yes oh, it's exciting it it cool. <laughs> yeah and, and, and especially even if it's over a glass of wine you end up signing up for something and going oh no <laughs> what <have> I done <laughs> I've had a few I've had a few times where I've opened my email and I've been and I get an email saying I've you know, thanks for signing up for this race. And I'm like, I didn't, I have no idea. And to come to find out, Krista signed us up for a race. I'm like, it's now I just get used to it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just do it. You just do what your wife says, you know, happy wife. That's right. I'm like, I, okay. hacked, I hacked into his ultra sign up. <laughs> That's basic. So how many things, and you do all your running together, you know, how do you find that as a couple? Like I, I have to admit with my husband, I can't, I, we we did do runs together, but we don't run much anymore together because we're um, 
with different paces now. He's gotten better. I've I've sort of slowed down and and got <laughs> gotten older and been doing it for too long in the tooth, I think. Um, and uh, he we we end up arguing if we go running. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you guys find that as a couple? I think I think for us it's like really therapeutic. Like we figure a lot of things out in the runs, like whether it's you know, things we talk about, about the kids, like any issues they're having, or I don't, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's a time that we can just be really free of anything. Mm. So like, it just, everything comes out. Um, and, and literally like, like I said before, (laughs) before the podcast, like we do everything together. So like I said, if anyone sees one, it's usually the other. Um, and, and he's way faster than me, but if, if we're doing any sort of speed work, like he'll just go ahead and then come back or, yeah. you know, so any sort of like speed work, which we're not the greatest at, um, he'll just kind of go, go a little bit ahead and I'll just, it gives me a push to try to keep up with him. Um, as it's far as that, cool. but. Yeah. And then I think, and then when, it, in terms of like race day, we're kind of both on the same page is that we're, we're not really that worried about, you know, how great our time is. We're, we're, we're definitely finishers you know, first we want to, we want to finish and, and, um, you know, we know we're never going to be elite, you know, we're, we're never going to be in that cream of the crop. I mean, there, some of the times these, these elite athletes put up are just, they blow my mind. Yeah. I don't yeah, know how it's unbelievable. So yeah, we're pretty happy being just kind of, you know, we just chug along and, you know, crank the miles out. We <laughs> So yeah. So that, so usually we just, you know, we run, uh, one of the hundred miles, we ran the whole thing together. That was that was special. Yeah, that being was able a, to start and finish the whole thing together. Yeah, was pretty magical. That was two thousand. Yeah, yeah. You all have to be on the same page as far as you know. Yeah. Nausea or yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, feeling good when. Um, but occasionally, you know, on on a on a long run in, in a in a event, if one of us is feeling junky, the other one would say, "Just go ahead." You know, it's because yeah. usually when you're feel you know you're feeling junky, you want to be alone anyways. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're a grumpy, horrible person. For That's a right. Yes, not very fun to be around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If I yeah. hear him, if I'm nauseous and I hear like a little rapper opening, I'm like, oh, I can't eat. I want him to eat. So just go ahead. Yeah, that's right. Don't eat around me. <laughs> so, how many of the Vermont 100 have you guys done? The 100 miler. So I've done three, wow. um, and I've done eight on horseback. So three on oh. foot, eight on horseback. <laughs> Well, they yeah, might record. <laughs> yeah, and I and I let's see, and this let's see, I've I ran and uh, I ran nine of them, and I finished seven out of nine. Wow, that's amazing. That's but, and we always tell people it's such a family thing for us because, uh, yeah, since two thousand one, I think we've been to every single year except for well, in two thousand two, she had our uh, our son Justin. Yeah. Krista gave birth a couple weeks before, so we missed that year. But other than that, yeah, other than year. that, yeah, <laughs> she was a slacker, slacker that year. But um, yeah, we've been to, we've been to, and and seeing our kids since our kids were babies, they've been to every single because when they were babies, she was riding, I was crewing, and so I'd be changing diapers and you know strollers at aid stations, and then now our kids, and that's come full circle where the kids are crewing us, and now um, last year our oldest son ran the last. Like thirteen or fourteen miles in with Krista. Yeah, so, uh, that's really special. 
Yeah, so we've seen it, you know, from little infants to now, you know, they're taller, taller than us. <laughs> so the future is bright. We might, we might see some yeah. more organizers yeah. <laughs> yeah. doing something like this. Um, so now I want to talk, uh, uh, flip over to your writing guy and the blue comma, the uh, blue collar uh, runners website and the the stories that you tell. And you write for Ultra Running Magazine, which is a very prestigious ultra marathon running magazine. Um, what sort of stories do you tell, guys? What what's the sort of um, you know the background on, into that? Yeah, so so we always were fascinated. I mean, my whole life, I've always been fascinated re- reading memoirs and and curious about people's stories. So this was kind of a natural thing for us. We've met a lot of nice people in town through the sport and in in, in races. So we just said what, we were out for a run about a year and a half ago, and we just had this idea, you know. We've always called ourselves blue collar runners because we're always just kind of like we always felt like we were just you know scraping by and getting through it. So yeah, <laughs> we just uh, we just said well, and what we found is with a lot as we we said well every once a month we just inter- we we interview someone um, and then we we write their story in Ultra Running Magazine and their online column. But we just found that people that are doing these crazy you know feats and challenges generally there's a really good story, you know, of, of why they're doing it. And they, we've, we've talked to people that have been through addiction, have, um, have tried to commit suicide to health issues, to family issues, to, and you realize some of the people that we knew in town pretty well, once we interviewed them, we found out things we never knew. So we just, we've, un- we've just met really cool people. Um, and now it's, we have this neat platform to tell their story, you know, tell, so the again, average runners, you know, who have jobs and have families or and and running is kind of a side thing. It's not the way they make their living, but they're doing just incredible things. And, and then you they get- all have really big hearts. Like there's you know what I mean? There there's just this neat push to do something big. Um but they're just they're people like you, I mean, this is there's, there's a couple of themes running through those stories by the sounds of it, and this is my experience too in dealing with lots of you know ultra runner crazy people, um, <laughs> and, and and myself as well. I know that you know uh, running saved my life, literally. I you know um, going through some terrible things, and and again and again, it's picked me up and and given me my life back and my confidence back and my self esteem mm-hmm. and uh, channeled my um, I've got a bit of an addictive personality, and if I don't do, do if I didn't do running or working, I think I'm doing something <laughs> stupid. So I, I um, it is a way of channeling my energies and so on. And I think uh, a lot of people can can um, understand that who who are ultra marathon runners that it it helps you deal with issues, it helps you rebuild your life, and and these are sort of byproducts that that people outside of the running or the ultra running community, especially. Um, but even the running community um, don't don't see as a benefit of running, but it's actually a mental health. Uh, it's, it's the best mental health thing I've ever done. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and that seems to be a theme that, that does run, you know, you do get some deep stories when you interact with people and some people have been through some terrible things and running has uh, saved them and, and helped them out of the muck, you know. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. A lot of them weren't runners per se, you know, they didn't grow up, you know, running cross country or they didn't grow up, um, having someone that they ran with it. It's 
how running kind of came into their life at that perfect time yeah. when yeah. they really needed to lean on it. So, um, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I know for per- me personally, it came back, you know, after I got injured and I, I did, I leaned on it big time yeah. and to go outside and to, you know, feel your heart pounding and feel that wind in your hair. And, you know, it doesn't matter how far you go or how long you go or how fast you go, but it's, it's just there. So, yeah. and I, I feel lucky for that. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I think it's like that primal, there's a primal instinct um, that is missing in our everyday lives, mostly now in our modern day world. And mm-hmm. it, it, it answers a lot of those biological and instinctive and ancestral sort of needs for us. That's a, that need to push our bodies to, to survive and in, in the outdoors and to be able to overcome and to, um, actually you know like expel all this energy that we have um which is sometimes a negative and or an anger or a a grief or you know i I often come back from long runs especially where you've given your all um or races and you just you you were you it's so cathartic Yes. yes the pain that you go through physically sometimes is 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 a mental release if that oh, makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah. And it's yeah. part of the draw card. And it's not what, like, I don't think you and I would sit here and say we like pain because a lot of people <laughs> have, have this perception <laughs> that you're, you're a masochist or something. <laughs> not at all. I don't like pain at all. I do see the benefits on pushing through pain or through suffering or hard moments in, a, in an event or training because it does teach you so so much about who the heck you are and that's something that my listeners hear me preach a lot (laughs) um but I think that is that is a very true thing you'd agree with that yeah well and we we always talk about it we'll be doing something whether it's um work related or or life and we 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 always say we we lean back on those ultra lessons that we learn because we're just you're just some of the things you're doing out there, you does it, it converts over to, to real life yep. situations, the mental toughness, the kind of, you know, pushing through hard times. I mean, it's not it, giving up. Yeah. Then the metaphors are, they're all over the place, but um, yeah, they yeah are. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, people have heard me tell my story with mum and, and that's definitely like a hundred, a hundred percent of, of that, that, that resilience, that persistence, that relentlessness come from being an athlete and doing this sort of stuff. And, and yeah. I think so, so many benefits for people. And that's why, you know, I love encouraging people to get into running or any sport, but, but running is a, is, a, is a, I think it's one, of, again, going back to our ancestral ways. This is how we used to communicate. This is how we used to get from one village to the next or one tribe right. to the next. <laughs> but, you know, we didn't have cars and, and everything else, and, and it, it's the most instinctive, natural form of movement that we do. And, and even in yeah. walking, you know, walking, running, you know, whatever. And, and doing ultra marathons, there's a heck of a lot of walking, isn't there? Oh my oh. gosh! Oh yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sometimes we chuckle. A race, the race is a loosely defined term, you know. Yeah, yeah it's a power more, hiking. We love yeah, power hiking. A, a, death, a death shuffle. Right. Yeah, this is definitely um, a shuffle. So. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I, I'd love to um, share some of your stories. Like I've, I've asked you guys, you know, hopefully we can share some of your stories within our, you know, Running Hot Coaching, our online club and also on our websites and stuff. And, you know, what I love about this is uh, 
been connected through our friend Vin is that we're just connecting, you know, the USA with New Zealanders, with Australians <laughs> who listen to this podcast, which mostly my audience in New Zealand, Australia, and we have got other people in other places as well. But it's that internationalness, you know. But we all have the shared love of, of running and ultra marathon running and adventure in nature and um, connect, you know, from one side of the world to the other with these stories. And I think that that's, that's pretty damn cool. I, I just love that, you know. I think it's exciting. I think that's really neat. Yeah, yeah. It makes, it makes us feel, you know, more together, a little smaller. Yeah. And in, like, in this crisis right now, we need to feel together, you know. Like mm-hmm. you guys are facing some really, really tough times in America. I think even way worse than what we're experiencing. And um, if we can, you know, uh, again, in this corona time, we, we need to pull together. We need to focus. We need the strengths that the runners have, you know, to push through these tough times and not give up. And Times are going to get tough for a lot of people. And you, you being a financial advisor guy would probably know, you know, lots of horror stories coming your oh, way yeah. out um and and being able to help people through this sort of a, a crisis i think um you know and having good stories always does that um so you know i just wanted to say thanks for coming on today and for sharing your your stories and for connecting with us down at the other end of the earth and um <laughs> i i hope one day that i'm actually going to be able to come and I probably won't run Vermont anymore. I'm, I'm retired now, but I might come and uh, watch you guys do one. And, that would be awesome. We'd love yeah, that. That would, be so, <laughs> that would be so cool. Um, you never know. Um, what would be your, like, if you had a, a, you know, a couple of messages for people listening out there who, who have never run in their lives and think that this is only for the, the super tough, super cool, super amazing athletes out there, what would you say to that? Yeah, I think I would say, I, I think we, I think as, as humans, we just, we always are putting limits on, on, on what we can do. And we're always kind of, you know, it's almost like a, I hear so many people say, well, I, I, I have bad knees or I, or I, I can't, I just can't do it. Or I, I there's, you know, and, and, and obviously some people probably can't do it. You know, not everyone can, but, you know, we're lucky to, but you know, I've, I've run with so I'm with, with, with farmers and carpenters and Marines and, Every every segment of life out there, I've seen people doing these things, and every you know, age. Yeah, I mean, just people in their in their seventies doing doing hundred miles. So it's we see the whole spectrum. I think the biggest thing is, you know, just get out there and do it. Just start with something, you know, even if it's a couple, even if it's walk a half mile, walk a mile. I mean, it, and just just get out there. And if if it's something, I think you'd be amazed what you could what you could do. And 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 again, we're we're here to tell you, we are, I'm talking, we are as average as it gets. <laughs> there's nothing special, there's nothing special about us. And, um, but we just, we just, I mean, you can, you can do a lot more than you, than you think is possible. I think that's my message. Yeah. And I think to have the courage to start something, to try and, and not worry about failing. Mm. Um, and running for me, like a little tidbit is I don't care if you if you run 100 miles a week or one mile a week, that first mile is the hardest. So yeah, every run. Every day. <laughs> every day. So I think sometimes people get to that mile and they're like, it's just too hard. But if you know that it's hard for everybody, no matter how often you run or how long you run, I mean, I think that's my biggest take is that first <laughs> mile. But after you get past that first mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it starts it's, to loosen up. And, yeah. 
Yeah, you know, and it is that, that first 20 minutes of everybody's run or even 30 mm-hmm. minutes for some people, like for me, can be really <laughs> the worst part. And most people give up and before that, like, you know, the runners and they think that the whole time is going to be like that and you're like, you're just getting to the good stuff. Right, you're just, starting, <laughs> yeah. guys, you're just warming up because, man, when you get to that warm-up part, everything yep. is just, you know, clear. And, right, right. You know, all the fog goes away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's so. why that warm-up's bloody important, people listening to Isn't this. It? <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. It really is. Good warm-up before you even go running. And then, I, I mean, I'm, I'm preaching to myself here because I'm still, I know that I should be warming up every time. And I have a much better one when I do warm up properly. Yeah, but yeah. We all have a tendency, like, I've got, I've got an hour, half an hour or an hour, I've got to go straight out the door, you know, right. and That's right. collecting yeah. my kilometres and I'm collecting my miles and I've got to see it on Strava, you know. Right. <laughs> a warm-up doesn't count, so I'm not doing it. And that's, that's right. a really dumb thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. You need to warm up and you need to cool down too. So that's a good way mm-hmm. to finish it. Hey, look, guys, I really appreciate you um, coming on today and I, I want to hear more. I want to... Um, share some of the stories that you've already written and I'd love to um, do some more connection, you know, have some more um, discussions with you and have you in our running hot sharing and um, being involved with us more because I love what you're doing and I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, we love what you're doing Thanks, too. Lisa. Yeah, Thanks that's awesome. Us. <laughs> that's it this week for Pushing the Limits. Be sure to rate, review and share with your friends and head over and visit Lisa and her team at lisatarmaty.com.